because when you lead the horse to water, you're just leading the horse. What I'm addressing is the horse's thirst. So I want to get the horse to the water to teach them how to find the water and how to teach them how to drink so that they can do that for themselves. I believe that the best coaches are the disposable ones because at the end, they should have every tool in their toolbox to be able to do whatever it is that they sought out to do. Today, I get to speak with Lisa Peranzo with a master's in human behavior, almost 10 years in the fitness industry and multiple certifications. Lisa is determined to motivate you to reach those goals. Under her guidance, you will take control of your health and learn how to make healthy living easy and accessible and make those impossible goals a reality. So let's get into the conversation and listen in to this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Janae. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get to be a guest on your podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for, you know, connecting and jumping on and being a guest. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and where you come from. Oh, okay. So um, I am the CEO and founder of a company called A Healthful Life, which is my baby. It's my own creation and it is an online platform to help you know the description says busy mamas get into shape from their living room um Mm -hmm. it's really anybody get into shape like from their living room and find health and fitness from their living room in their home which right now you know so you're locked down i'm locked down gyms aren't a thing Mm -hmm. anymore is that much more (laughs) important than maybe it even was you know six eight months ago Mm -hmm. absolutely no that is so that is so so true my wife actually took on a journey of her own to you know first of all she jumped on keto she's like all right keto is something that i need to do she did a lot she's a research bound so she loves doing research and she saw the results that this trainer and this coach was was teaching so she's doing like a 40-day challenge of losing the belly fat and if so she's been going through that whole thing right and and because we are working from home we have kids at home it's like when do you find the time do you get up super early and do some workout? Do you do you do them in the middle of the day, like right before lunch, or do you do it at night? And because we have kids, it's like a lot of energy is lost. Mm-hmm. So, so how would somebody get started with that? So, and that's that's the area that you're an expert in, right? Yes. Yes. So tell us, tell us. And I okay. So the first thing is that I don't ever talk about like how often I work out or when I work out because I I really want people to make the distinction that I get paid to do this and I have gotten paid to do this for over 10 years now. So how I work my workouts into my schedule is going to look completely different than you, you know, because I'm also get, like I said, getting paid to do this and program classes Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So for someone who is just starting out, the best tip that I can give to that person is to say, look, winging this is not going to do anything. If you put in half effort, you're going to get half results. And I mean, if that's your jam, rock and roll, go for it. 
I focus more on being intentional. So sit down with your calendar every week, and I do this still, and say, okay, this is what I have coming up in the week. This is what my family has that's going to be, you know, pulling of me during the week. You know, you're recording a podcast. You have meetings with this person, that person. Wife is working from home. You know, kids have school these days, and it's going to run for this time. And then where can I fit my workout in from there? But then be realistic with it as well. So if you're the person who is a night owl and the early morning prospect of adulting just doesn't appeal to you, why are you going to try to wake up at 6 a.m. to get in a workout? It's not going to happen. The alarm clock's going to go off. You're going to hit snooze. And then your spouse or your partner is going to get pissed because it goes off six more times before you actually get out of bed, right? And then when you're building in that time into your day, say, okay, I know I'm going to have, let's just say 30 minutes of time. So I can do this long of a workout. And this is what my workout is going to be. So I make people plan it down, depending on the client, of course, like what exactly it is they're going to do. And then I also encourage them to have a backup plan because, you know, what is that like best laid plans? It doesn't ever happen. Or like God laughs whenever you make plans. It's, it's true, right? So you plan like, I'm going to work out for an hour at four o'clock and then some fire gets lit, proverbially speaking, in your house and you're having to address it. And all of a sudden your hour went down to 20 minutes. So save that longer workout for another day when you know you're going to have the time and implement in that backup. And then what I also, because I'm a, I'm a planner to a certain degree, I also want people to plan in how long is it going to take for you to like get your life together after the fact. So yeah. showering, getting ready, food, if you're going to eat all of that, you need to you need to plan out for all of that time so that you are not super, super stressed. And maybe it looks like, you're doing a 10 or 15 minute hit in the morning, mid morning, you know, okay, my kids on distance learning, they're good to go for 20 minutes. I can go jump out, do this. I can stay sweaty, grab some quick food, keep going with my day. And then I'll do, you know, 10 minutes, whatever later on and get my shower after that. Okay, cool. But I feel like what happens is we get so overwhelmed with all the tasks that we have to do during our day that we're not like breaking it down to see how we can manage our time in a more appropriate manner. And I think we also need to let go of the thought that like we need to spend three hours a day working out to get like the whole body workout. I wish. <laughs> that is, that's, you know, that's one of the biggest complaints or one of the biggest things that nobody pays attention to. Like you said, right? You've got to plan it ahead of time and have the flexibilities built in too. And having some kind of morning routine of some kind of routine or attach it to something that you're already doing, I think super important. So really excellent points. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lisa. Let's go back to why and how you got started into this business. You said this is your baby. Mm -hmm. You've been doing training for the past 10 years as a personal trainer, as a health coach. And please stop me if I'm saying those words wrong. You're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so how, what inspired you to get started? What were your motivations? What, you know, how did, how did it all happen for you? For my own personal journey, um, 
Health and fitness growing up, it was like never really a part of my life. Like I did it, but I, I, and still to this day, I don't like participating in organized sports. I'm not a competitive person. It doesn't light me on fire. I really feel like if you're showing up, like you should get the gold star because showing up is 90% of the battle most of the time. Um, And I actually didn't really find fitness for myself until I was graduating high school and I enlisted in the army right after September 11th. And they Mm. gave me the opportunity to go to college. So I went into ROTC and then ended up getting really severely hurt. I shattered, fractured, and dislocated my right foot in early 2004 and was on bed rest and didn't walk for like almost a year. Like multiple surgeries, extensive therapy, like all of the things. And so my own personal journey to wellness started with that because it wasn't even then, it wasn't you know, I didn't want to be in the fitness competition. I didn't want to go and play professional sports. That wasn't my jam. What I was looking at more was what's my quality of life going to be 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line. You know, I want to be elderly and be able to live on my own. It was very like huge concepts like that. Like, how do I want my life to be? And how much do I want this to hold me back? And how much do I want this to define me? I didn't want to be the person that it was like, oh, she can't do that because of this yeah. disability. Because I am, I think technically by the state of California, I am considered disabled. And oh, wow. I don't. Because you had fractured your... crazy, what? dude. You should have seen that CAT scan. I mean, I was on like a lot of painkillers, but it looked like straight up cornflakes. I gotta look at that again. Oh actually. my God. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that was, and it, it sort of became like my side hustle passion. I started getting certified to train people. I started working with San Diego PD and I was training them. And then the side hustle eventually turned into the hustle because I was just underwhelmed with being in a corporate America environment. You know, every entrepreneur is like, mm-hmm. I want time, freedom, flexibility. And then we're working like 60 hours a week and we're like, hold on. <laughs> Oh, I was like, I don't go back to what I just came from. <laughs> what am I hearing? But there's there's a different kind of motivation because you're working for yourself. And so I, yeah. t- I took this full-time hustle and I turned it into a healthful life because what I was noticing was the stuff that we just talked about, people getting so overwhelmed and daunted by the prospect of figuring out how to work out. And I was like, there's, there is an easier solution to this. It does not have to be this hard. Mm -hmm. And then I figured the online component would be easier because if people are at home with their kids or they work from home or whatever, it's much easier to jump on, you know, a zoom call or a phone call for coaching than it is to figure out how am I going to go and meet with my coach for an hour and a half or whatever. It's yeah. much easier to just be at home. Now just, we're all at yeah, home. so much easier. Now we're all at home. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's you know so, man. Where where to take this conversation? So, I noticed a lot of things that so all the guests that I've been talking to, all the people that I've been connecting with, the story, the transformation story. Right, you have to go through the tunnel you have to go through that adversity to come out it's like it's like you are you can't become a butterfly 
without going through the cocoon, mm. right? True. So I see that same pattern, and and it just it just invigorates it, it just invigorates me, and it just motivates me even more to see what I am doing is going through that same process that a ton of people have gone through. Mm -hmm. Like for the longest time, I was like, okay, I'm gonna tell people that I'm gonna sell them. I can make websites for them and whatnot. And it was great, but I just, I've been doing it for so long that I just didn't feel that I could showcase, okay, this is the transformation that I found because I did this to my website. And then in this mastermind call, I was pitching that idea to them and they're like, why don't you teach people how to build the sweet studio of yours that you've got going on? I'm like, you're right. It's a transformation that I went through, right? So I've got multiple camera angles, right? I've got lighting and the, the microphone and everything set up just the way I want it. And it took me a while to get to this point. I was like, you know, you're right. And the more that I see it that way, the more parallels and more more the synchronicity I see in others. I have one thing. All right, um, we've got we've got some. I like it. No, it's not the VR. It's not the VR. Um, why do you have to tell everybody how you do this? Because this is a one of a kind, right? It is. It is a one of a kind. Yes. You don't want everyone copying you. So, Lisa, how would you address that question? I don't feel like I am giving back to my community if I'm not showing them how to do the thing. I'm not doing anything. I mean, I have over 10 years of experience. I have all these certifications. I have all this formal education. But what am I doing if I'm sitting on it and I'm not teaching somebody how to do it? Exactly. You know, there's that, like, I was telling somebody the other day, there's that you can lead a horse to water I'm not doing that yeah. because when you lead the horse to water, you're just leading the horse. What I'm addressing is the horse's thirst. So I want to get the horse to the water to teach them how to find the water and how to teach them how to drink so that they can do that for themselves. I believe that the best exactly. coaches are the disposable ones Yeah. because at the end, they should exactly. have every tool in their toolbox to be able to Absolutely. do whatever it is that they sought out to do. Because, and that's a really beautiful thing that you just mentioned, disposable coaches. Because as human beings, we are constantly growing. Every single cell in our body is no longer, is, is brand new seven weeks. Like every, it's like seven weeks, every seven weeks, there's new cells in our body. Like we are no longer the person we were seven weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Why would you take that information from seven weeks ago person and continue to, you know, hammer that into your head? No, that's not how it works. And just like you go from fifth grade to fourth grade, fourth grade to fifth grade, and continually rising, they're teaching you, right, new stuff, all that, all the things that they know. So you grow as a human being, and that's why we as coaches are teaching people: Hey, these are the things that you can do to create your studio. And once you're done, you can then move on with your life. You can then do more meaningful things with your life but even as a coach we are continuously evolving as well you know that i tell my clients all the time i've learned so much from them fitness is not a one fits all thing for me no. that's not how i train i feel like 
you have to meet the person where they're at similar to what you're doing because everybody's initial setup is going to be different right so you have to go in assess the setup and then build it from there it's the same with me so i have been able to take all these lessons from all the people that i've worked with and apply that to future people that i will work with to make them better and it also makes me better too absolutely the more we teach the more we are teaching ourselves and Mm. increasing how better to present the information like look at tony robbins he's been doing this for three decades was it who's tony robbins (laughs) my god we need to give you a lesson on tony robbins like when he started he read over was that 700 different books on the human mind and the psyche okay that's just a book 700 different books and how many books have i read i don't know exactly (laughs) (laughs) he sounds like my daughter (laughs) yeah (laughs) very very inquisitive very uh curious um so you know it's it's so amazing like the 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 conversation the the journey that we go through and i love the fact that you we continue to grow as coaches we continue to grow as human beings because the reason we get sick of the corporate job is because we don't no longer see ourselves as growing mm. in our talents and what we thought that we were going to get out of it yeah I right totally we don't see agree. that so that's why <laughs> who's that um there was a there was a story where uh i think it was a movie Somebody mentioned about it. I can't remember, but it's where this man goes to the the, the wild, wild west, and he's walking around with this with this uh, old man, and and the old man's talking about you, city folk, come out here. How old are you? Thirty eight. It's like no, I'm thirty nine. It's like yeah, around the same age you go, you folk come out here, and you think that you're gonna spend two weeks here, and it's gonna change how you're gonna be, but. You go back to that 52-week philosophy, like you're going through that same thing. How are you going to grow? Those two weeks is not going to be enough. So, mm-hmm. so important to continually. What is that, that like? Evolve or die? Yeah, is that the same. It essentially is that. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Wow, I love it. I love it. This is so fun. So, what are some of the motivations? currently that you keep you going in the direction you're going and what are some of your plans for the future like where are you looking to go yourself oh baba i have an idea for your podcast oh okay what if we did vr um really the thing that keeps me going are my clients like as borderline cliche and cheesy as that sounds i I'm so beyond impressed with them. You know, when the pandemic hit, at least in San Diego, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I worked. I was training in my brick and mortar. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we were shut down. It was literally like doors closed. And mm-hmm. we took like a week and kind of, <laughs> kind of processed, but not completely processed what was going on. And yeah. then I started reaching out and talking to people, you know, what do you need? How can I help you? And it was let's do classes virtually and everything Mm -hmm. that i had in person moved virtually yeah and we have kept it up since march and that's beautiful anyone who says 
I can't, the fitness thing doesn't make sense to me. I can't do it. I would challenge them to contact me because I've seen these men and women through Zoom classes, learn stuff they never yeah. thought that they would learn, push themselves in a way that's, that they absolutely didn't think possible and see results mm -hmm. from that. And that's what motivates wow. me because it's, again, that uh, like idea of not being stagnant, of constantly progressing and moving forward. And even in the face of extreme adversity, they have continued to move mm -hmm. forward and support yeah. and encourage one another. Which is the other thing that also motivates me too. You know, when I yeah. got through my foot stuff and started working out again, and I got certified to train CrossFit and love CrossFit, but it's an extremely competitive competitive environment, which yeah. not my jam. I needed it to show myself how strong I was, but I didn't need it long term like that. Mm -hmm. And to see my people take the stuff that I know from that, apply it to their own fitness and get stronger and get better. And then they have even branched it further into like they started their own book club and they're doing virtual happy hours and they, they have increased our sense of community. Yes. That to me is worth it. If I can continue to do stuff like that, I'm doing my job absolutely to the best of my ability. I actually recorded a podcast yesterday and I was like, bro, I need to go. It's book club. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, right. As far as like my own personal journey. Uh, I mean, I definitely have business goals right mm -hmm. now. Just, I want to continue to grow. I want to continue yeah. to help people. I'm sure that there's a podcast down the line. There's probably a book down the line. Not anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm getting that progression where I need to be right now. And then for my own health and fitness, I saw, you know, after my foot, I saw a lot of other injuries and then like it all kind of culminated when I had my daughter and the horrible labor and delivery of that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, you have kids <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of your listeners have kids. Uh -huh. And regaining my strength from that and just continuing to find that balance like right now that is my bigger focus is making sure that i have that balance in my life and making sure that i show her that you know it's yeah we're raising the next generation of kid and how do i want that to be i want her to have that focus on health and well-being on bettering the community and the people around you and what you can give to those people yeah that's so powerful. I love it. I love, I love the attitude. Like going from physical to virtual, and building those communities out because it's so much easier, right? You're you're in the same place. You just have to turn on the computer and connect with somebody. It's so much easier than having to get in the car, drive, and figure out where we're going to meet. Like I've been part of this one group, unconventional leaders. It's another podcast Facebook group. It grew from 500 people to 1,700 people Did in the past inspiration eight leaders? months. That's Sebastian, Unco right? Unconventional leaders. Oh, unconventional leaders. Okay, cool. And uh, what they did, what they did uh, uh, back in April was, they were like, we're going to do coffee chats every day at four o'clock. Jump in in a Zoom call. We're having coffee and talking about being an entrepreneur, being being a coach, being 
whatever problems that you got, just bring them to the table, see how we can solve it. And it's built this community. It's helped me grow as a person, ask those hard questions and, you know, articulate my thoughts better. Like it's been, it's been just amazing. That's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's been interesting because you were saying, you know, how much easier it is when you're at home to just like jump on the computer and, and go. And for you and I, yeah, for sure. That's super easy. But you and I are very, very used to that. Yes, we are used We're to very that. used to that. The majority of the population is not so used to that. And what I found was, especially, you know, back in March, April, this huge divergence of I had one client tell me I'm going to get COVID cut. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I had other people that were just like, I can't, I'm, I just, I'm at home for the first time on a more consistent basis in like 10, 12 years. And I'm watching Netflix and I'm eating whatever I want and I'm doing whatever. And getting that internal motivation to get onto a computer when to work out when no one is holding you accountable except you was really really challenging yeah and i tell them all the time like the brick and mortar i work for has a late cancel fee so that's Mm -hmm. the incentive to get there right you're gonna get charged Mm -hmm. money if you don't show up on, on top of getting charged for the class yeah i don't do that with my virtual classes Rest assured, if you don't show up, you're going to get like five text messages in the first 10 minutes and, <laughs> and like, where are you get on the computer. Yeah. But you have to have that internal sense of motivation of like, if I don't do this for me, no one else is going to do this for me. Yeah. And I also, I like that you're doing like the virtual coffee chats because it's the same as what I'm doing with the virtual classes. Like then what it you're is. stepping into is a community of like-minded people that will support you and yes. help you get to the next level and answer your questions and be there for you. It's it's amazing. Like the community that it builds and it's the engagement that you find that you will like otherwise would not have met these people has been has been just beautiful, right? So uh, Unconventional Leaders is a different podcast started by Heather Parody out of you know Atlanta, Georgia. But she's been doing this, like she's been facilitating, and she's now teaching us. Okay, how do you create an online community? And I mean, you've got an online community technically because you're doing these virtual you know trainings and whatnot. So that's beautiful. Tony Horton is another guy that I follow. You know, P90X and whatnot. He's got he goes online and he's doing his workouts and he's like i've been the strongest i've ever been oh yeah at 61. i'm like holy smokes that's just so beautiful that's so cool it's so powerful because it just really shows you that the only limits that you're going to put on yourself are from your imagination yeah yes we have to give ourselves the permission and what's funny is that we're looking at other people to give us permission but oh my god yeah it's ourselves. Wow. Lisa, it's, it was so awesome learning about your journey, learning about what motivates you, learning about what you're doing with your community, how you're helping people stay healthy, work out and make those transformations in themselves. It's truly something that a leader does by serving, by teaching, by modeling the behavior. And thank you so much for sharing the tips and 
what we should, what people can do to keep going. Thank you. I do have some questions that I ask my guests okay. at this point. Okay, let's do it. All right. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? I tried it and I failed at it. I wish I got more into dance, mm. like ballet, stuff like that. I tried mm -hmm. it. It didn't work at all. She has <laughs> like, nah, I'm not coordinated. I'm not either. I tried like dance, dance, it was it dance. Just dance on like Xbox and can <laughs> my wife was really good at that. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna sit down and you guys Yeah, I'm gonna sit down and you just it. Yeah. All right. What did you want to be when you were a child? When I was a child I actually wanted to be a musician. So um I started playing music when I was nine. I can read and write and I play multiple instruments. Even now I still play. And that nice. was, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to, I didn't want to be on the stage. Mm -hmm. Not my thing. I wanted to be a studio musician. Nice. I like that. I like that. I, I know a few studio mu musicians. They, they just love jamming. Yeah. All right. Next one. What is your favorite movie or TV show? My f I don't have a favorite movie, but my favorite okay. TV show is Modern Family, and I was super bummed when it went away. <laughs> you were super bum when, when, bummed when what happened? It went away. They canceled oh, it. It's all canceled. gone now. They had their final season this past year. Uh, yeah, no wonder. My wife's been watching. She's been watching the rerun. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm starting from the beginning. I'm like, okay. Like, I thought you already watched it. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it all, all over again because apparently she didn't see the first few seasons. But that show, is, that show has done really good, too. Yeah. It's amazing work. All right. Next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? What movie would I choose if I got to play a character in it? Oh, man. <sighs> I would choose one of the Star Wars movies just because they're and I don't even care which one I'm not going to be picky. I know there's like seven million of them and there <laughs> and, and there's a whole debate about the order that you watch them in. I'm not here for any of that. I'm here for no super cool costumes, probably super cool sound stages and the special effects are mm -hmm. rad. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Absolutely. So which character would you pick? Would it be the from the original trilogy? No. Or the, from the new one, the new trilogy. I like the new trilogy more. Oh, I'm going to jack her name up. It starts with an R. Rana? Raina? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't remember, but I know, you know I know who you're talking about. about. Yeah. Not her, but like one of her. Again, I don't want to be the main person. I want to be like the supportive friend. <laughs> the supporting character. Supporting characters. <laughs> I want to be like her wing woman, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so essentially you would be bb8 yeah either that or i would want to be um oh, i just made my husband watch this the bohemian rhapsody movie about queen oh yeah that was yeah. a good one i mean obviously it can't be in the band because i'm a girl but like one of their extras you don't have to be in the band i mean you don't have to be like there's is gender neutrality. Yeah, uh, 
right? So it's the 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 question comes from the the book um, Ready Player One. If you haven't read the book, it's amazing by Ernest Klein. They even made a movie called Ready Player One, where the future and it's it's really hilarious. The future is set at like twenty one forty five. Gas prices through the roof. Nobody's driving. And guess what? Everybody's going to school virtually in virtual reality. <laughs> like literally, right? So so the movies the movie starts and the book starts where the kids running up and they, they the homes are set up where the RVs are stacked on top of each other. Oh, no. And people are living. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's staircases and everything like attached to them, so you could, you know it's like RV homes. Yeah. So this guy he comes down, he goes in his basically this room where the floor moves based on which way you're going to be running. Then he puts on his VR and he entered the oasis. Now he's going to school. You can go to any university, and it's like full like. You you got you got gloves that you can feel objects and everything. Ah. It's so sick. Like the way they did it in the movie. I mean, I first read the book and I was like, dude, this is awesome. This has to be a movie. And of course, Steven Spielberg did the movie. And it's like, if we had VR right now for kids to go to school, oh yeah, it'd be over. Like you don't know. <laughs> It's amazing. It's so freaking amazing. And I was just playing like that's what my kids were saying. They're playing some VR game. He's like boxing as Creed, and he's like knocked down all these people that he's he's boxing. And uh, <laughs> there's some problem. I've, I've been playing around with it because there's something you can do with mixed reality where you can put your actual body into the virtual game. So you see like me playing in a virtual reality, and then like as a character interacting with the environment. It's pretty it's pretty neat. That's crazy. Where so is that's that movie like about. a Netflix movie, or did you find it? It, it should be on Netflix. You should be okay. able to find it uh, on there or Amazon. I can't remember. Okay, it's I'm really cool. Check that out. That's a crazy concept. It is. It is. Next question: Who is your favorite superhero, or what would be your superhero power? Uh, my superhero power. Hmm. Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna have to think for a second on that. My favorite superhero is Aquaman because I love the swim in the ocean, not the Jason mm -hmm. Momoa part, although that's not yeah. a negative, but <laughs> it's more the like underwater ocean city. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If I had my own superpower, I would want the power of invisibility. Hmm. That could be cool. Or mind that's reading. Although I feel like, and what people have told me is that they tend to just share their secrets anyways with me. So I don't, really, don't need the mind yeah. reading thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like those. I like the superpowers. And, and Jason Momoa has done a really good job. I think, I mean, he's, he did really well. I mean, he did, he played a really awesome um, in Game of Thrones. Never got and, into Game of Thrones. That's okay. Um, I'm like the only person in America. I tried okay. three times to watch the first episode and I fell asleep and I never fell asleep watching TV. I was just like, eh. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's either for you or it's not. It's, it, you know, it's either you're, either you're, uh, either you like to play basketball or you don't. 
Or you just don't know how to play basketball. Or you just don't know how to play basketball like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Hmm. Either Monopoly or Clue. Hmm. Some old school. Those are very popular options. You know, I found Monopoly to be playable online. And I'm thinking of bringing in some guests and playing Monopoly online. That's cool. And there are there's a set of uh, WWF fighters that are playing Uno. They 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 play Uno online, or they do they do a live stream on on YouTube, where four <laughs> of these guys are playing Uno. And it's like online game. You can see them wearing headphones, and they they got these T-shirts. And then every, after every game, they're switching the T-shirts out. It's it's just so hilarious. And then they're like talking about everything. It's like wow, that's that's fun. So I, I want to I've been trying to launch something like that, where we get to play a board game and see who wins. That's cool. That's a cool idea. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. So Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. Where can my audience find you? The easiest, well, I'm going to give two places. So the okay. easiest is my website, which is a healthfullife.org. And everything is on that. All my social media is linked on there. All the, I have a YouTube channel um, with workouts on there that they can grab. And my questionnaire, I say questionnaire, my, yeah, I guess questionnaire to get into mm -hmm. coaching with me is on there. All the printables that I've made, recipes, blogs, everything is on that. If they nice. can't remember that. But I know you'll probably link it and all the things for the yep, podcast because, be you know, you're good like that. <laughs> uh, my Instagram would be the next easiest, which is my first and last name. So at Lisa Pranzo, they can go on there and everything is linked in the bio. Fantastic. Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll be sure to drop those links. Nice. In the, show, in the show notes so people can reach you, thank you and learn more about you. And thank you so much for your time. This was a fun conversation. If you need help setting up your studio, you know to go to. Cut to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The one thing that I will say before we uh, yeah. get off that I offer on every podcast that I am so fortunate to be a guest on for your listeners, mm -hmm. if they're ready to get going with their fitness and they're not sure how, I would encourage them to start the conversation with me. Just reach out, say hi, you know, talk, just talk. There's nothing to lose by saying hi. And if they are ready to actually get going, if they say that they listen to your podcast and that's how they found me, I will give them a discount on coaching. Nice. Thank you so much. I will definitely, definitely put that down in the show notes. So before they even listen to the podcast, like, oh, cool. We get some discount. Thank you so much, Lisa. Have an awesome day. Thanks. You too. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 